Hello and welcome back to the Antenna podcast. Today we are going to talk about sinusitis much more in detail than we did last time. So let's define sinusitis as such. Uh it's a group of disorders which is characterized by inflammation of the lining of the nose and the paranasal sinuses. So this in total is called rhinosinusitis. because it is inflammation of the nose as well as the paranasal sinuses the causes uh, usually the causes are because of some defect in the anatomy or because of a defect in the mucociliary clearance that is the clearance of the mucus uh, from the nose backwards into the throat so the focus of infection because this is an infective condition the focus of infection can be from the teeth can be from the nose itself can be from the tonsils and the adenoids which has then progressed into the nose can be because of uh, any sort of allergy which is which the person has and a, a nasal allergy which then progresses into a full blown uh, rhinosinusitis um sometimes it can also be hormonal related to pregnancy puberty menstruation or related to myxedema or uh, taking of oral contraceptive pills also uh overuse of nose drops can lead to rhinitis medicamentosa which can also be a precursor of uh, this sinusitis uh mechanical obstruction is also a very important uh, factor and that is because of uh an abnormal activity of the uh, cilia so let us classify rhinosinusitis the different types of rhinosinusitis that we know of uh to start with it can be allergic or infectious allergic rhinosinusitis can be an intermittent or persistent one depending upon uh, what the person is allergic to Infective rhinosinusitis can be acute and chronic and we're going to talk more about uh, this kind of rhinosinusitis in uh, today's uh, topic but there are other types of rhinosinusitis also which include drug induced atrophic then uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease related and hormonal also so let's come to the topic and start with the infectious type so to define the infectious rhinosinusitis we can say that there is an acute subacute recurrent acute chronic and an acute exacerbation acute rhinosinusitis is basically is is defined as something where the symptoms last for 1 to 4 weeks if the symptoms then last for 4 to 12 weeks it's called subacute if there are more than 4 episodes per year and each episode is approximately 7 to 10 days and there has to be a symptom free period between two episodes of at least 8 weeks more than 8 weeks then this is called a recurrent acute rhinosinusitis whereas chronic rhinosinusitis is defined as symptoms lasting for more than 12 weeks now an acute exacerbation of rhinosinusitis is a sudden worsening after the person has completely resolved that means after it has already returned to baseline again the person gets develops rhinosinusitis this is called an acute exacerbation usually this is more prone in patients who already suffer from chronic rhinosinusitis rhinosinusitis sorry about that so um 
how exactly do we diagnose rhinosinusitis? Uh, it's there are some clear criteria for the diagnosis. There are major and minor criteria. So if a person has two of the major criteria or a person has one major criteria along with two minor criteria, in such a situation that person can be labeled as having rhinosinusitis. So let us come to the major criteria first. Facial pain or pressure over the face, uh, facial congestion or fullness, then nasal congestion or obstruction along with hyposmia and anosmia. Then a purulent anterior or posterior, that means purulent nasal discharge. Purulent means yellowish or greenish nasal discharge coming from the front or the back of the nose into the throat. And finally, for only for acute cases, fever. So these were the major criteria. Now the minor criteria include uh, headache, fatigue, earache or a feeling of fullness in the ear, halitosis, dental pain, and for chronic cases, fever. So again, fever is one symptom which is there in major and minor, but uh, for acute, you have to call it a major symptom, whereas for uh, chronic, you can call it a minor symptom. Okay, so the different uh, salient features of acute rhinosinusitis, uh, we know that any of the major or minor criteria, as we have said, for less than 12 weeks constitutes acute rhinosinusitis. Along with that, any endoscopic signs like say a polyp or a mucopurulent discharge coming out of the middle meatus. That means the there are these turbinates inside the nose and there is a there is a middle and an inferior turbinate. So the part in between that is where all the sinuses usually drain. The majority of the sinuses drain there. So any sort of yellowish greenish discharge coming out of the openings of those sinuses that uh, constitutes uh, which is usually seen on endoscopy that constitutes a very clear sign for an acute rhinosinusitis. Now also uh, CT scan and any findings on the CT scan like a blockage of the uh, osteomyatal complex that means the place where all the sinuses open that also constitutes uh, for acute rhinosinusitis. Now what are the how do you differentiate between uh, bacterial and viral rhinosinusitis so uh, the way to do so is the if, if at all the signs and symptoms are more than 10 days without any improvement whatsoever then that is more likely to be bacterial similarly fever of more than 39 degrees centigrade purulent nasal discharge yellowish nasal discharge pain in the face for more than three to four days when the illness has just begun these are all typical signs of bacterial rhinosinusitis and if the symptoms worsen after about five to six days this is known as double sickening and this also is a sign of uh, bacterial rhinosinusitis now just as we have gone through acute rhinosinusitis we will talk about the two types of chronic rhinosinusitis there are two types one is with polyps and the other is without nasal polyps both are chronic so that means more than 12 weeks but in one category there are nasal polyps also and in the other category it is without nasal polyps okay so uh, now coming to the different uh, clinical features of acute and chronic sinusitis um, usually it is headache nasal discharge nasal obstruction fever an inability to smell a change in the taste and 
swelling in the mucosa of the nose which can be seen inside on examination along with that uh, posterior nasal drip that means the discharge from the nose the mucus from the nose goes backwards into the throat and it keeps trickling into the throat and it's a constant drip like thing which keeps falling into the throat and that is known as a posterior uh, nasal drip okay but there is a the first thing which i mentioned was headache and uh, headache is much more severe in acute as compared to chronic and the headache differs from uh, sinus to sinus so as we know there are there is a frontal sinus a maxillary sinus ethmoid and sphenoid so the frontal sinus usually has an office headache kind of a headache it's it's in the uh, region of the roof of the nose or rather between the two eyes that particular area and uh, it starts it's an office headache because it's more in the mornings and usually the time when we go to work and uh, towards the end of the day it is resolved so by afternoon say it is resolved uh maxillary sinusitis on the other hand is more of a pain in the cheek so it's under the eyes uh, on the side of the sinus which is affected and it increases much more when a person bends forwards or bends downwards there's also a system uh, a, a sign which is like tenderness uh, in the canine fossa so to say that there's a tooth called a canine tooth just above that canine tooth there is an area where the maxillary sinuses has the thinnest bone covering it so if you apply a lot of pressure to that area and it causes a sudden amount of pain then that is called uh, maxillary tenderness so if there is any sort of tenderness there that is a sign of uh, maxillary sinusitis ethmoids on the other hand cause pain between the eyes uh, because that is where the ethmoids are located and this is very similar uh to the headache caused by frontal sinusitis but slightly lower than that the sphenoids on the other hand cause a headache which is a vertical or a frontal headache and it can also be an occipital or a central headache that means the headache is very often in the back of the head or just on the topmost part of the head the vertex that that's where uh, what we call it so the, such a headache is more typical of a sphenoid headache so what are the investigations which we would like to do um if at all there is uh, okay the first thing that we would want to do is a nasal endoscopy it's very important because that's the best way to look inside the nose it's a small telescope like thing and it doesn't hurt at all it's just a little uncomfortable for certain set of people but it gives a very clear idea of the anatomy of whether or not there is any sort of mucus drainage and it's possible to even take a sample with the uh, endoscopy going on now this sample if at all taken can be sent for uh, culture culture sensitivity so you can find out which organism is actually responsible for it as well as which drugs or which antibiotics uh, can work to kill that organism another very important um, investigation is a ct scan this ct scan can tell you about the anatomy it can show you parts which cannot be seen uh, by an endoscopy and it can also tell you if there is any sort of complication which is not seen by the naked eye uh, like a spread of the sinusitis beyond and otherwise other tests are also important like a crp or a c reactive protein and esr these are all tests and a routine blood test and all 
are also done in order to get an overall picture of the overall uh, status of the person's uh, health so uh, let's come to the treatment options um, when it comes to chronic sinusitis all you need to know is that there is uh, an immediate treatment a long term prophylaxis treatment and uh that is the basic way of dealing with it so immediately if there is a problem the way we deal with it and a long term prophylaxis kind of uh, way of dealing with it so uh the immediate treatment includes avoiding allergens which precipitate or exacerbate the sinusitis um avoid the allergens and irritants also like you know smoke uh, pollution and try to cover your nose and your mouth when going out uh nasal douching can also prove very worthwhile because it cleanses the entire nose altogether and uh, steroid therapy so there can be uh in the form of tablets or even local sprays of course tablets have their side effects local sprays have bare minimum side effects as compared to tablets also nasal decongestants which are uh, local application for the nose which help open the nose and facilitate draining of the sinuses antibiotics not really required but only if there is an acute exacerbation then yes it is required and uh, if there is an infection or a bacterial infection is suspected then antibiotics do have a role to play when it comes to long term prophylaxis uh, a set of drugs called azithromycin roxithromycin clarithromycin can be given and sometimes they do prove useful for those people who are Uh, very prone to getting uh, chronic sinusitis um the the treatment of acute sinusitis is on very similar lines almost everything is the same but the only difference is that uh, antibiotics play a much more important role so there is no question of should we or should we not start antibiotics in an acute case antibiotics do play uh, one of the most important roles in the treatment of uh, sinusitis So when it comes to surgeries we do know that usually we don't prefer surgeries we try our level best to, to treat the patient with uh, the medical line of management but sometimes it just simply doesn't work because uh, of the edema or just anatomical variations which have blocked the sinuses and preventing them from draining now the way to the best surgical option that we have is a surgery known as functional endoscopic sinus surgery and as the name suggests it is functional that means it deals with the functional aspect of the nose and it is endoscopic that means there is a small little endoscope a small telescope like thing which is used to perform the surgery uh, the main purpose of the surgery is to facilitate the draining of all the sinuses into the nose so they are all the secretions are out and they don't clog up and get infected inside the sinuses so it's a scarless surgery it is done entirely from the nostrils there is no cutting outside required and it's the best surgery for uh, chronic rhinosinusitis other surgeries are also there like uh, you know in old time old time surgeries like caldwell luck or a lateral puncture though they were though i have called them old time they do still have a certain role to play and sometimes they can be done they can be done for uh, giving relief and they may sometimes very rarely but sometimes may prove to be a better option than a functional endoscopic sinus surgery there is also a very new technique which is called a balloon sinoplasty 
which is like a small little microscope not microscopic it's a small little balloon uh, which is placed in the openings of the sinuses and then the balloon is expanded so effectively what it does is it widens the uh, hole of the sinuses and allows facilitates drainage and gives immediate relief so this is uh, one more method so okay so that was all about the different types of sinusitis and just remember that uh, i think the take home point in all of this is that the faster you present the faster you go to your doctor the faster you identify symptoms and meet your doctor the better it is for you as well as your doctor because it helps your doctor treat you better and it uh, helps you get relieved of your symptoms because the longer you wait the more chances of chronic sinusitis developing and the more eventual chances that you will require surgery okay thank you that was all for now